section ten of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain ashcake hannah and her ben christmas eve had come and the cold keen air with just a hint of dampness in it gave promise of the blessing of a white christmas a few flakes began sifting slowly down and at sight of them a dozen pairs of white eyes flashed and a dozen negro hearts beat more quickly it was not long before the sound of grinding axes was heard and the dogs barked a chorus to the grindstone song for they wise fellows that they were knew what the bright glint of the steel meant they knew too why jake and ike and joe whistled so merrily and looked over at the distant woods with half-shut eyes and smiled already the overseers were relaxing their vigilance the quarters were falling into indolence and the master was guarding the key of a well-filled closet negro tom was tuning up his fiddle in the barn and blowfuss with his banjo was getting the chords from him while alec was away out in the woods with his face turned up to the gray sky letting the kinks out of his tenor voice all this because the night was coming on christmas eve night was the beginning of a week of joy the wind freshened and the snow fell faster the walks were covered old gnarled logs that had lain about black and forbidding became things of beauty the world was a white glory slowly so slowly for a winter's night the lights faded out and the lamps and candles and torches like lowly stars laughed from the windows of big house and cabin in fireplaces great and small the hickory crackled and the savory smell of cooking arose tempting persistent the lights at the big house winked at the cabin and the cabin windows winked back again laughter trickled down the night and good cheer was everywhere everywhere save in one room where hannah ashcake hannah they called her sat alone by her smouldering hearth brushing the cinders from her fresh baked cake mumbling to herself for her there was no christmas cheer there were only her dim lonely cabin and the ash-covered hearth while the others rejoiced she moaned for she had taken as a husband a slave on a distant plantation whose master was a hard man and on many a christmas he had refused permission to bend to go and see his wife so each year as soon as christmas eve came hannah began to mope and fast eating nothing but ash cake until she knew whether or not ben was coming if he came she turned to and laughed and made merry with the rest if he did not her sorrow and meagre fare lasted the week out and she went back to her work with a heavy heart and no store of brightness for the coming year to-day she sat as usual mumbling and moaning for the night was drawing down and no sign of ben outside the negroes from the quarters dressed in their best were gathering into line two by two to march to the big house where every christmas they received their presents there was much pushing and giggling with ever and anon an admonitory word from one of the older heads as they caught some fellow's arm making free with a girl's waist 
finally when darkness had completely come they started briskly away to the tune of a marching song as they neared and passed hannah's cabin they lowered their voices out of respect to the sorrow they knew she was undergoing but once beyond it they broke out with fresh gusto stamping or tripping along through the damp snow like so many happy children then as they neared the steps of the great house the doors were thrown wide and a flood of yellow light flowed out upon the throng of eager faces with their halting the marching song was stopped and instantly a mellow voice swung into a christmas hymn one of their own rude spirituals o maudy day at bethlehem who dat layin in de manger de town hit full day ain't no room who dat layin in de manger the old master had come forward to the front of the piazza and around him clustered his family and guests listening with admiration to the full rich chorus when it was done the negroes filed through the hall one by one each with a merry christmas and each receiving some token from the master and mistress laughing joking bantering they went out to their holidays some to their cabins to dance or eat others to the woods with the dogs and the newly sharpened axes to look for game one of the women stopped at hannah's cabin with the gift for which she so seldom came at her knock the lone watcher sprang up and flung the door wide but sank down again with a groan at sight of the visitor she did not even open the things which the messenger laid upon the bed but bent again over her cheerless hearth the sound of merriment and song were dying away within the neighboring huts when her door was thrown suddenly open again and a huge negro stood before ash cake hannah the slightly nibbled cake was hurled into a dark corner and the woman sprang up with a heart cry ben she threw her arms about his neck and burst into happy tears while ben held her grinned sheepishly and kept glancing furtively toward the door sh sh he said what i want to sh fa ween use ya ben i got a mind to holla she answered laughing and crying sh sh he repeated i's run off she stopped and stood staring at him with wide scared eyes you's run off she echoed yes mass mason wouldn't let me come so i took my chanst and come anyhow oh ben he'll most nigh kill you i knows it but i don't care it is christmas and i was bound to see you the woman fell to crying again but he patted her shoulder saying tain't no use to cry hannah it's des wastin time i got to pay fa dis runnin off anyhow so i des as well have as good a time as i kin while hit lasts fix me some supper and den we'll go round a little and see de folks as they went out the deadened sound of merriment came to them from the cabins i don't know as i ought to show myself dis now said ben stealthily as they neared one of the places where the fun was at its height if i should take a notion to go back i mought get in without mass mason knowin i've been gone though he mighty sharp-eyed less de stand outside here den and hold hands and listen dat'll be enough for me seein' you's here they stationed themselves outside the cabin window whose shutter was thrown wide open to admit the air here they could see and listen to all that went on within to them it was like starving within sight of food 
their hearts yearned to be enjoying themselves with their kind but they only clutched each other's hands the tighter and stood there in the square of yellow light thrown out by the candles and fat pine torches drinking in all they could of the forbidden pleasures now they were dancing to the tum-tum of a banjo and the scraping of a fiddle and ben's toes tingled to be shuffling after the dance there would be a supper already a well-defined odour was arising from a sort of rude lean-to behind the cabin the smell was rich and warm and sweet what is dat hannah asked ben it smell monstrous familiar it's sweet taters dat's what it is ben turned on her an agonised look it's sweet taters and p his lips were pouted to say the word but it was too much for him he interrupted himself in an attempt to pronounce that juicy seductive unctuous word possum and started for the door exclaiming come on hannah i'd des as well die for an old sheep as for a lamb and in a moment he was being welcomed by the surprised dancers ben and hannah were soon in the very midst of the gaiety no ash cake for hannah dis christmas shouted someone as he passed the happy woman in the dance hannah's voice rang loud and clear through the room as she curtsied to her husband and answered no indeed honey hannah gwine live often de fat de land dis yeah christmas in a little while fullerton the master came to the cabin with some of his friends who wanted to enjoy looking on at the negro's pleasure this was the signal for the wildest pranks the most fantastic dancing and a general period of showing off the happy-go-lucky people were like so many children released from their tasks the more loudly their visitors applauded the gayer they became they clapped their hands they slapped their knees they leaped and capered and among them no one was lighter-hearted than ben he had forgotten what lay in store for him and his antics kept the room in a roar fullerton had seen him and had expressed the belief that ben had run away for mason tyler would hardly have let him come without sending with him a pass but he took it easily glad to see hannah enjoying herself and no longer forced to moan and fast for a brief space the dancers had rested then the music struck up again they had made their bejunts and were swinging corners when suddenly the clatter of horses hoofs broke in on the rhythm of the music which stopped with a discord the people stood startled and expectant each in the attitude in which he had stopped ben was grinning sheepishly and scraping his foot on the floor all at once he remembered with a cry hannah ran across the room and threw herself at her master's feet oh mass jack she begged don't let mass mason tyler whoop ben he runned off to be wid me Shh, said fullerton quickly i'll do what i can in another moment the door was flung open and mason tyler a big gruff-looking fellow with a face red with anger stood in the doorway over his shoulder peeped two negroes he had a stout whip in his hand is my oh there you are you black hound come here i'm going to lurrup you within an inch of your life good evening mr tyler broke in fullerton's smooth voice oh good evening mr fullerton you must excuse me i was so taken up with that black hound that i forgot my manners fullerton proceeded to introduce his friends tyler met them gruffly ben here he proceeded has taken it into his head that he is his own master oh well these things will happen about christmas time and you must overlook them nobody need tell me how to run my place certainly not but i've a sort of interest in ben on hannah's account however we won't talk of it come to the house and let me offer you some refreshment i haven't time my friends will think very badly of you if you don't join us in one 
holiday glass at least tyler's eyes glistened he loved his glass he turned irresolutely oh leave ben here for the little time you'll be with us i'll vouch for him mellowed already by pleasant anticipations mason tyler allowed himself to be persuaded and setting the two negroes who accompanied him to watch ben he went away to the big house it was perhaps two hours later when a negro groom was sent to bed tyler's horse for the night while one of his own servants was dispatched to tell his family that he could not be home that night ben perfectly confident that he was to die for an old sheep was making the best of his time even while expecting every moment to be called to go home for punishment but when the news of his master's determination to stay reached him his fears faded and he prepared to enjoy himself until fatigue stopped him as for hannah she was joyous even though womanlike she could not shut her eyes to the doubtful future it was near twelve o'clock on the crisp bright christmas morning that followed when mason tyler called for his horse to ride home he was mellow and jovial and the red in his face was less apoplectic he called for his horse but he did not call for ben for during the night and morning fullerton had gained several promises from him one that he would not whip the runaway the other that ben might spend the week one will promise anything to one's host especially when that host's cellar is the most famous in six counties it was with joyous hearts that ash cake and now happy hannah and ben watched the departure of tyler when he was gone ben whooped and cut the pigeon wing while hannah now that the danger was past uttered a reproving you is de beatin'est i most wish he'd a tuck you ere long now and turned to open her christmas presents End of section 10